Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Bouble. Good day, everyone. And welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. My name is Joe Bouble. I'm a tax partner in the New York City office and the firm's tax practice leader. Today, it's our pleasure to have David Seiden, who's also a tax partner in the New York City office and the firm's state and local tax practice leader. Dave, welcome. Good to be here. Glad to have you. Appreciate you taking the time. So Dave, I thought today we'd talk a little bit about state and local tax issues that are emerging due to the coronavirus and people are now moved out of maybe their place of residence or working elsewhere. So let's just think about or uh, we'll talk about your, the number one salt issue that you're seeing a lot due to the coronavirus and people moving. Joe, there's no question, probably for the last three months, I get a call, my group gets a call at least a half a dozen times a day with people who had been living in the city were um, either that was their permanent home or it was a secondary home. And because of the virus, uh, left New York City and are either out, for example, in the Hamptons or went down to Florida or went to Westchester where they had a second home um, are now coming and asking, how do I not have to pay the 4% New York City tax? Uh, given the fact that it is unlikely I'm gonna be back in the city prior to 2000, early 2021. So without question, that is the number one issue that we're seeing right now from our clients. Okay, so that's a, that's a good question for people to have. So, uh, so what are the issues involved for some of the people being able to get out of city tax and the ones that unfortunately may not be able to? Sure, so let's put it into two different groups. Um, the first group is quite easy to talk to, which is people that have, let's say an apartment in New York City, but their primary home is outside the city. So whether it be in Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, whatever, but they've historically paid city taxes because they were in New York City for more than 183 days because they worked there. Uh, that's, that's called being a statutory resident. So they've been a statutory resident, they're paying uh, state tax and 4% city tax. Since their primary home is not New York City, and since now because of the virus, they are gonna be outside of the city for more than 183 days, they are not required to file as a resident of New York City. So that's very clear. Um, those are usually the quickest conversations I have when they tell me, oh yeah, we, li <clears throat> Excuse me. we live in New York, um, in Westchester, let's say, um, but I'm in the city all the time because I work there and we stay there on weekends. Uh, that's clearly a statutory resident, but given that what's happened uh, over the last six months, in 2020, it's a good bet that those people will not have to file as a city resident uh, for this year. The second, <clears throat> excuse me, the second uh, group is more complicated and way more difficult to answer. And those are people that have historically lived in New York City and had, let's say, a second home or as a result of the coronavirus, um, have been renting a home outside the city. 
Those types of individuals would be called domiciliaries of New York City. That's their permanent home. And it's much more difficult to sever your ties when you're a domiciliary than as if you were a statutory resident. So the people that are coming to me and saying, Dave, I've been in New York City. My main home is in the city. Uh, we've had a house, for example, out on Long Island. Um, and we go out there on the weekends. And that's the way things have been. But since March of this year, we've been out on Long Island and I have no intentions of going back. Do I have to pay city taxes? And the answer is yes, likely. And the reason why it's yes, likely is because once you're a domiciliary, it doesn't matter how many days that year you're going to spend, whether it's 183, 100, or even 60. The fact that that's considered to be your permanent residence, that means you are a city resident no matter where you spend the majority of the year. So the only way to avoid being a domiciliary or a resident of New York City is to actually change your domicile. And the burden of proof is on the taxpayer to show that they intended to give up their domicile, i.e. New York City, and intended, and their actions showed that they established um, some other place as their new domicile. So just the most the example I hear every day is, again, went out to the Hamptons um, in March, um, have gonna be out here until at least the beginning of next year. Um, I wanna change my domicile to the Hamptons. And I'm, my reaction is, okay, um, we could absolutely discuss that, but you must understand that if your life um, in let's say 2021 um, goes back, or even 2022 goes back to the pre-COVID days where you were a city resident and you still have your apartment in the city, the chances of being actually successful um, if audited is going to be very, very small. Got it, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, David, I assume, you know, we've been talking about the city versus outside the city. If we're talking about somebody who has these facts in one state and moved to another state, it's a similar analysis. Correct. It, it, it's really the exact same analysis. Um, all states have the domicile concept. So you have a, um, your primary home is your domicile and you're gonna be taxed on 100% of your income in that state. If you, uh, a person has a, another home in another state and they spend more than 183 days in that state, um, they're going to be considered a statutory resident in that state and end up paying taxes um, to some degree to both states. There are credits that go back and forth to avoid double taxation on earned income. But in a lot of instances, when you are um, subject to tax as a resident in two states, there is a good chance that you may end up paying double tax in both jurisdictions on portfolio income. So right. people have to be very cognizant of, you know, people who have historically not spent 183 days in, let's say their second home in a different state, never had to worry about it. But if that's where they are during this COVID situation and they're going to trip the 183 and therefore be a dual resident, they need to be careful that um, they need to check their states to see if a credit will be available 
because in many instances, if New York is one of them, New York will not give you a credit for tax that you pay to another state on portfolio income. Right, and portfolio income, you're talking about interest, dividends, capital gains, uh, exactly. passive income that you receive from a partnership as opposed um, to the earned exa income. Exactly correct. And, okay. and the other piece of when you get, um, it's also very possible to have to get, pay double tax on a certain amount of partnership income if mm -hmm. the partnership um, is in many different states, but the individuals only pay tax in a couple of states, it is possible that individuals would have to pay tax um, to both their resident states, domicile state, statutory resident state, on certain amount of uh, partnership income. Right, and so as you said, in that case, if you're not gonna get a credit, then you would wanna move out of the statutory resident state before your 183 days are up. So you're not taxed in that state. Which is, by the way, coming up very soon for a lot of coming our clients. If That's you look correct. at March as the date when people left, um, decisions are, have to be made right now. And you know, an analysis needs to be made as what the cost is going to be by being a resident of both states, looking at the things we just talked about, the interest, the dividends, potentially partnership income that will be double taxed. So there could very likely be a, a fair um, or significant uh, double tax if you're deemed to be a resident in both states. Right, okay. Well, David, uh, this is great. I appreciate you coming in as always. Um, I would just ask here. everybody. Okay, everyone, please be uh, on the lookout for other podcasts that we're continually adding on various aspects of uh, CARES Act and their implications over the course of this year. And this will do it for this podcast. Everyone out there, please stay safe and carry on and have a good day.